Baring Baring. <laughs> Baring Baring. Hey, Ophira. How you doing? Hey. Oh, I think we should change that question. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah, that is fair. That okay. is fair. It's not a fair question to ask. Yeah, we know how we're doing. Okay, so I, why don't you ask me, aren't you happy to hear from me? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good idea. Sure. Let's let's okay. try that now. All right. Hey, Ophira, isn't it great to hear from me? It is, Jonathan. It is always great to hear from you. <laughs> it's great to hear from you, too. You know, I, hi. I, hi, I was thinking about this new episode that we have this week. And on one hand, it feels weird to do comedy right now. But on the other hand, yeah. making this show brings me a lot of joy. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's good to see your friends and tell some dumb jokes and laugh together and, and, and have a good time. Yeah, and, you know, small distractions are important, too. They're, they are crucial. Well, with that in mind, uh, should I should I do the song? Yes. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from our respective homes in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. Now available with curbside pickup. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. And you know. This show does feel like a big virtual hug where everyone has sweater paws. <laughs> From the podcast, The Unofficial Expert, we have comedians Marie Faustin and Sydney Washington, and they team up in a game about tall things. And then, get this, today's episode marks the end of NPR's longtime quest to interview each member of the Queer Eye Fab Five. We're going to chat with interior design expert Bobby Burke. But first, Jonathan and I are putting on our matching best friend bracelets to check in with real-life besties, the co-host of Quibi's game show, comedian Matt Rogers, and SNL writer Sudi Green. And just as a heads up, we should tell you that we recorded this episode in pieces over the last few weeks. Radio Magic makes it sound like it is happening live, but it is not. That's right. So now that we've revealed our biggest secret, let's play some games. And here they are, two fantastic comedians, Sudi Green and Matt Rogers. Hello. Hi. Hi, indeed. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Jonathan and I just talked about not saying this, but how are you doing today? <sighs> yeah. You know, I think that we are, um, it's just really tough. It's, it's really tough and my heart and all my energy is with everyone that is um, protesting right now because it's yeah. a, it's it's a watershed moment. I, I was talking to Sudi about this and she called it a tipping point for really the world. And um, you know what? Black Lives Matter. And um, I'm just, yeah. you know, there aren't words, but there are yeah. so many. Um, I think the one thing that I just find really hard is just watching the negative reactions to people doing potentially positive things right. with ugh, like that just drives me crazy. Yeah. But you know, yeah. I, I think that um, what I think a lot of or all white people should be doing is reaching out to people that uh, that are saying these things where they, they seem empathetic, but then they say things like, but shouldn't they be getting their point across in a different way? It's like, we know how to answer this. Like, just tell tell that white family member of yours, you know, it's not our job to police anyone's rage and grief about this. And also right. really, really understand where you're getting your information. The fact of the matter is the mainstream media is not reporting the news. They're not reporting the news. And um, 
or they're reporting the news in, in, through a filter that's appropriate for them. So, so much to say about this, but yeah. I, I think that it's just so important to support the people who are um, screaming out in pain right now because they're doing that for a reason and we all should be in solidarity. Yeah. You know, and I, I know that uh, we're going to play with like a few fun games and we're going to do something that has no uh, bearing in like the exact moment. So yeah, I just also wanted to be like, hi. Yeah, no, it's important <laughs> you know, to check in. Great, great. Also like grateful for a distraction too, you know, and like this was on the cow and I'm excited about it. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> But it sounds like you guys have a competitive spirit as friends. I think that that's not inaccurate. (laughs) I would say that we're both good at different things. And those things we like to rub in the other person's face. Yeah. Healthy. All right. This is going to be great. Okay. So your first game is about celebrities who have distinctive stage voices. Oh, my God. Or character voices. Uh, We're going to play you a clip of their normal speaking voice. Mm -hmm. You just have to guess the celebrity. Okay. So is it like a thing of we can both sort of yell out the answer? Oh, no. We'll be going back and forth. Okay. Got it. That makes it. That really puts the pressure on it. Yeah. Okay. Sudi, this is for you. Here's your first clip. A lot of my favorite acting just comes where I'm like, I'm looking at a Meryl Streep or somebody or whatever, and, and it's like what she's doing when the other person is talking, because that's what's really, that's where the character becomes. So. Mm-hmm. Just the content of that made me laugh. It's great, yes, right? Acting, acting is reacting, yes. <laughs> I don't even have a, a, a wildly incorrect guess to throw out there. Okay, I do about- Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bradley Cooper. Sounds so serious. All right, how about here's a, a little clip of the character voice as a hint. Oh, I popped that baby out so I could bring my transformation chamber inside. I'm going to haul her down to the basement and set up my laboratory. <laughs> it's Urkel. Yeah. Stefan What's Urkel. What's his real name? His name is, um, oh, Jaleel White. Jaleel White, obviously. Jaleel White. Yes, but I understand because in that, right, Stefan Urkel. Stefan Urkel, famously, yeah. Stefan Urkel. Stephane I mean, Urkel. the height of comedy was really when Urkel would come out as Stefan Urkel and absolutely make all the girls oh, weak in the knees. I mean, I think we all laughed at that one. We loved yeah. it. We loved it. We loved it. that classic sitcom moment. But now we understand it's because he was just responding. Truly. Well, but really, no. yes. Where was he to say that acting was reacting? <laughs> All right, Matt, here's one for you. Love it. Tons of energy and the fans were going crazy. We showed clips from the 20th anniversary special. They had all the costume characters walked in and uh, the audience went way more crazy for the costume characters than they did for us. Oh, wow. I have no idea. This is a um, hard game because you don't, the, all of these voices are, you don't, this is sort of their non-character voice. So it's hard yeah, to tell yeah, 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 exactly yeah. who they are. Give me a hint. Um, yeah, can I have a hint? I will give you a hint. Uh, yeah. He plays a cartoon character. Yeah, that was... Who is yellow. Hmm. Oh. Is it the woman who plays Lisa oh, Simpson? Oh, oh, it's Hank Azaria. <laughs> no, and it is, not a, it is not a Simpson. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a creature. Is it a creature? It's a creature. It's, it's, a, it's a creature. It's a sea creature. A sea... Oh, SpongeBob? That is SpongeBob. Yeah, that's Tom Kenny. 
Oh my well, God, SpongeBob sounds like a daddy. I know, I know. A cute course. voice. Of course, it's the famous Tom Kenny, the household name Tom Kenny. But wait a <laughs> second, let's let's just do this for a second. Uh, <laughs> Producer Travis, can you play just a couple seconds from that clip again? Tons of energy, and the fans were going crazy. We showed clips from the 20th anniversary. <laughs> no way. Okay, now, now play, you hear it, right? Now play SpongeBob. Permission to come aboard, Captain. I've been training my whole life for the day. I could join the crusty crew, and now I'm ready. You can hear the rasp. I totally you can, you hear, can the totally rasp. hear the rasp. Same rasp. Exactly. I mean, definitely wow. it lives yeah. in the same vocal world, and that's how, I mean, he's clearly, that is his voice, but that is a talent. Yeah. It sounds Congratulations, like he... Tom Kenny, on your talent <laughs> as a voiceover actor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Sudi. This <gasps> one's for you. You like, I'm not the, the rapper, typical rapper. I don't freestyle, no. <laughs> I don't have a book of rhymes, no. You know, I just go make party music, like, for y'all to party to, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow, live okay. crowds. They seem so obnoxious. Yeah. I think it's iced tea. You know what? I realize as a hint, this might help. Try this. Yeah! <gasps> well. What? Okay. Okay. It's Lil. And I could go two ways with this because you know I got it mixed up. John? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Lil John. Yeah, that's right. See, I don't know. That feels kind of like playing SpongeBob before I guessed. Hey, you have 14 more questions, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Then let's just go. Congratulations, Sudi, on knowing what. Okay. Knowing that was Lil Jon. Congratulations. I, you really know, good. I almost said Lil Wayne, and I'm ashamed. I had to do, I had to like really think about it. First of all, Queen, I know exactly what type you are, and you were one of those girls at junior prom slamming it to the ground to get low by Lil Jon, and I know exactly who you are. You know, I absolutely was. Yes. In my Jessica McClintock cupcake dress. <laughs> shaking it, wearing the one thong that I own. Cut to me having an anxiety attack in the, in the bathroom because a girl is following me around the dance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, this is your opportunity for redemption. Fab. Okay, so every time I do a piece of uh, reverse painting on acrylic, I have to seal the back because acrylic is not very... I'm sorry, I, I, I literally started laughing immediately because it sounds like Kyle Richards, but it's not. <laughs> it's not, not Kyle Richards, There's you're no correct. way it's Kyle Richards, but it does sound like Kyle Richards. And then I just couldn't get the image of like Kyle Richards like talking about it paint out of my head and I was like well it's not Weird. it's not but I can't stop thinking about it um I don't know can I get like an oral hint like Sudi had yeah I think I think we can do that okay damn TV you've ruined my imagination just like you've ruined my ability oh to that's Bart Simpson that's Yardley Smith no that's the other one it's not what? Yardley Smith Yardley uh, Smith is is uh is Lisa Simpson Oh, come on now. All right, so we know it's Bart, but I don't know the woman's name who plays Bart. Uh, I guess I will tell you then. It you is Nancy to. Cartwright. Nancy Cartwright. Okay, yes. Now, she's a queen. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is. A legend, even. Oh, totally. And a painter. And a painter. And, and apparently a painter. With I acrylics. Know. Guess what? You, you guys did great. <laughs> <laughs> 
You both we did, did okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm excited okay. to see how the rest of this unravels. Oh, we are going on a journey. Don't you worry. After the break, we're going to play another game with comedian Sudi Green and Matt Rogers. And later, I'll change my Zoom background to a stock photo of a tastefully decorated home for my chat with Queer Eyes interior design expert, Bobby Burke. I'm Ophira Eisberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp, the online counseling service dedicated to connecting you with a licensed counselor to help you overcome whatever stands in the way of your happiness. Fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a professional tailored to your needs. And if you aren't satisfied with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time free of charge. Visit betterhelp.com ask to get 10% off your first month. Get the help you deserve with BetterHelp. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Kay Buxbaum in support of the David Gilkey and Zabiula Tamana Memorial Fund, established to strengthen NPR's commitment to training and protecting journalists in high-risk environments. You may have noticed something at all these protests over police violence. There are a lot more white people there than you'd expect. But how long will that last? This awakening among white American voters, how far are they really willing to go beyond dethroning Trump? Adam Serwer on race and lessons from history. Listen and subscribe to It's Been a Minute from NPR. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and face mask tan lines. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with two comedians who are also best friends, returning contestant Matt Rogers and first-time player Sudi Green. Okay, are you ready for another game? <gasps> yes. yes. All right, Matt, Sudi, you're going to work together in this next game. Actually, we're all going to work together in this next game. It's just Ooh. a quick little uh, interlude here. Okay. Uh, this is called Fact Bag. I've got a couple great tr- random trivia questions that I don't know the answer to, and we'll just talk it out. Uh, see if we can guess okay. the answer, and then I i believe my producer will be revealing the answer to me in the chat. Okay. I love that. In February 2020, someone at Cambridge University's library's special collections discovered what serving as a bookmark in a 500-year-old manuscript. Hmm. I'm going to wow. say a sandwich. A sandwich? My problem with like any sandwich I order at like a restaurant or something or whatever, if I order a sandwich, my problem is always there is too much bread. Like the ciabatta rolls and everything. It's just so much bread. And then afterwards, you're just tired. I also don't like it if we're just going to talk sandwiches. When they've created a sandwich that has a stack in it that you actually can't fit into your mouth. I don't like that. Thank you for that. I don't like that. And some of these burgers that the young girls are, are making. Come on Ooh, now. No, like, with these burgers. They're not suitable for a mouth. And you know what would happen not when suitable. I was when I was coming up the, the, with the girls and the burgers when I was coming up? What would happen would be that you would get a squishy bun. Right. And then that oh, burger the and that greasy cheese. squishy bun. And yeah, it would obviously squish it. squishy bun. And then you're holding that that burger one hand and you're driving down the boulevard with the other. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. was what we're missing kind of today. Yeah, it's we've true. lost sight of that. Sudi, what is your instinct? Well, my first instinct was a marijuana cigarette. Ooh. Um, But I'm going to roll that back, and I'm going to say a cigarette. A cigarette? 
Also, uh, maybe, how about an earring? Oh, that's good. And when they opened up the manuscript, they were like, who have you been with? This is not yeah. my earring. <laughs> and yeah, you have been yeah, cheating yeah. on me in the library. And that's actually where it got more interesting. <laughs> All right, Travis, what's, what's the answer? Ah, a half-eaten chocolate chip cookie. Damn. Wow. Oh, man. That's awful. The cookie left a sizable stain on the paper. Librarian Emily Durish guessed that a schoolboy accidentally dropped it in the book and forgot about it 50 years ago. Unbelievable. These schoolboys. Cambridge's message to the public was don't use baked goods to mark your place. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> All right. That was Fact Bag. Uh, now we've got one more game for you, and this one is about recent historical events. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> that was fake and lovely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are going to give you an event that happened in the recent past, and then mm -hmm. two song titles. Okay. Your job is to pick the song that was released in the same year as the historic event. <gasps> Love that. But Love that. it's not that easy. You have to sing part of that song in order to get the point. But the good news is we award points for both correct answers and just committed performances, which okay. I know you're both capable of. Matt, this is for you. Okay. The event is the U.S. soccer player Brandy Chastain scores the World Cup winning penalty kick and then whips off her jersey. What song was released the same year? Was it A, Taylor Swift, we are never, ever getting back together. Or B, TLC, no scrubs. I don't want no scrubs. Scrub is the guy that can get no love from me. A thousand points. One thousand <laughs> wow. points. That is so incredible. And just before my turn um, happens, I just want you guys to know that Matt and I were in a musical sketch group together. Um, we and the way that he pitched being in the group to me was, um, we really need somebody to write. So <laughs> I'm going to sing these answers. <laughs> All right, Sudi, here's one for you. The Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City are held. What song came out that year? Is it A, Taylor Swift, You Need to Calm Down, or B, Avril Lavigne, Skater Boy? You are correct. Yes. Well done. I also my favorite my favorite my favorite lyric of Skater Boy is he was a boy, she was a girl. Can I make it any more <laughs> obvious? It's like, well, yeah, you can make a, a lot of gender obvious. things going on here. Yeah. Also, maybe she's not interested. Right. She lives in a binary. <laughs> uh, I just have to tell you that there's glass doors to this little office I'm in, and my four-year-old has a pair of binoculars <laughs> on the other side of it that he's using to look at me. Oh, that's that's comforting. Well, <laughs> <laughs> What's she up to? She's so far away. Yeah, Mama. are the glass doors very far away or or not so much? No, no. He's just like at the end of the room using the binoculars. <laughs> Look. It's, he was uh, a boy. She was his mom. Can I make it any more obvious? Okay. Matt. Yes. The most recent total solar eclipse visible from America. What happened the same year as that was it the song by taylor swift welcome to new york or was it carly ray jepson's cut to the feeling wow going back 
I would look into that eclipse. That's, <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, I'm just going to do the one I want to sing more. Okay. 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 <laughs> Welcome to New York. <laughs> it's been wet. It's, uh, you know, it, you did a great job and you will get the point. But it was actually, that was 2014. I want to cut to the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, 2017. Correct. Correct. I think that if we're learning if we're learning anything with this game, what we're learning is Taylor Swift has been around. <laughs> she has. Sudi, this one is for you. This is the last clue. I'm gonna really commit this time no matter what. I know you are. Thefacebook.com launches at Harvard. What song came out that year? Was it A, Taylor Swift? Look what you made me do, or B, Kelly Clarkson, oh, come on. since you've been gone. You dedicated, you took the time, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, since you've been gone. Yeah, Honestly, you are absolutely come right. on. Yeah. What? My question was way harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is. <laughs> so she's upfront about it. Yes, it was. <laughs> It's so interesting what Sudi did there, and I really want to point it out, and I want it to be heard loud and clear. She did not sing the famous chorus from that song. Yeah. She instead went with the very sort of lyrical verse, mm -hmm. and I really celebrate that. Yeah. Oh, okay, thank you, because what that really was was me not wanting <laughs> to sing the money note and then kind of copping out, so I'm right. glad that you interpreted it as like a thoughtful choice versus um, fear, which is what it was. To me, it was a thoughtful choice. Sometimes fear is a thoughtful choice. Just kind of throw that out. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Thank you, Sudi Green. Thank you, Matt Rogers. It was uh, just a joy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. having us. So fun. Thank you. Sudi Green writes for Saturday Night Live and Matt Rogers co-hosts Game Show on Quibi. Earlier this year, we made an episode where every contestant was a podcast host. It was one of our last shows, Live at the Bell House. Two of our guests were Marie Faustin and Cindy Washington from the podcast, The Unofficial Expert. And we had so much fun playing games with them that we asked them back to do it again. But virtually this time. We taped this a few weeks ago. Hello. Hi. How's the podcast going? It's going. It's going. We're doing it. We're doing we it. Just, we don't like not <laughs> being able great. to like. We, well, because we don't like not being able to like touch the guest and like make fun of their shoes. Yeah, um, right. That's why. Yeah. We're very personal. You know, we we wanna. It's a. It's all about a vibe, energy. Like mm -hmm. you could. You can feel how good the show is just because like we're having a blast, and now we have this. This we're talking through a computer, and I feel like this is just like love is blind. <laughs> this is what it is. Oh my God, that's so funny because is... Love is Blind was like the biggest show at the beginning of this year. And then now everybody is dating like Love is Blind. Yep. Sure <laughs> well, not is. everybody. Some of us are lucky, but you know. Wow. <laughs> okay. That was triggering. Thanks so much. Um, I, really, I really appreciate that. Cindy, uh, are you dating through Zoom? Are you doing any dating? I mean, I'm doing all of the FaceTime, but I feel like yeah. I'm dating my friends more than anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, Marie looks at her phone at least, I don't know, 10 times a day, and I'm calling at least six. So, uh, so right. That's FaceTime. Are you calling people on the phone or just FaceTime? Because no, FaceTime, that's rude I feel like, yeah, that's exactly. actually rude to just <laughs> hear you. It's like, we have to see your face because 
I don't know when I'm going to see you again. Yeah, anyway. and to, and to FaceTime you, I mean, I feel like you have to tell someone you're about to FaceTime. Still, you oh, can't. No, Sydney loves a blind FaceTime. What, wait, no, are we are we really giving people the heads up? Hey, I'm going to FaceTime you so I could give you the opportunity to decline my FaceTime. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> well, that's settled. <laughs> settled now. All right. We have, a, we have a couple great games for you, too. You're going to work together for this first game. It's called Don't Sweat the Tall Stuff, and it's about some of the world's tallest things. We'll pose a question. You guys talk it out. See if you can come up with a guess. Also, we have multiple choice. If you're just like, I don't know, move it forward to the multiple choice. I love a multiple choice, actually. All right. Here's your first question. At a resort in the Catskills in New York State, tourists pay $5 to walk into a silo and look up to experience the world's tallest what? I was going to guess tree. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Your multiple choice is A, kaleidoscope, B, mobile, or C, bong. Oh. Mm. <laughs> so tree doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's a lot coming at you. We, it's I like thought it was like a hologram. I want to say kaleidoscope, Marie. Yeah, you're right. Kaleidoscope. Yay! That's right. Yeah. It's 56 feet tall. It's closed right now. P.S. You can't go with a bunch of people into Aww. a silo. I remember being a kid and looking through a kaleidoscope for the first time and not being impressed. So I can't imagine as an adult <laughs> yeah. being impressed in the cat skills. So. Okay, Marie is high maintenance, just to let you guys know. <laughs> Kaleidoscopes. I'm anti-kaleidoscope. Yeah, fine. I think that's a good 2020 stance. All right, here's another one. Located in California, Hyperion is the name of the world's tallest what? Is it A, a soundstage, B, a tree, C, a roller coaster? Mm, I want to say soundstage. I wanted to say a roller coaster. Okay, wow. My colleague and I. Wow. Wait, we didn't have that wait. morning FaceTime. We're not on the same page. Today. We're not, not today. But that's why we work well together, Marie. We're, that's, you know, we're very um, opposites attract. Yin and Yang. Yeah, that Paula Abdul song. Is that a Paula Abdul song? Oh Yin yeah. Yin and Yang. Opposites attract. Yin and Yang. No, not Yin. Oh. Yang. I was like, she did a song like that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> can I give you a hint? Yes. You may have said it earlier for a different oh, question. Okay. <laughs> Tree. Tree is correct. It is a tree. You yeah, right. look at that, Marie. <laughs> That's right. I was like, Marie is just a visionary. She's just seeing what's ahead She's and ahead trying of to find place of it. Thank yeah. you so much. Wow. Yeah. Guys, but my, it's just... my, this is a funny story. My doorbell just rang. <laughs> do you have a package coming? <laughs> light? I don't know. Light? I'm going to find out what it is. Hang Hi. on one second. You, you have can a do guess. an unboxing for it's us. hilarious. Right. Yeah, don't put on a mask. Don't let them. <laughs> Anyways. All right. At the height of 456 feet, Jackson, New Jersey is home to the world's tallest what? Is it A, a tanning booth, B, a surfboard, or C, a roller coaster? I was going to say roller coaster again. Oh, is that King Daka? I mean, I'm going to say roller coaster too. That feels. Yeah, funny. it's King Daka. You got it. Look at that. I, the specifics. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan, everything okay there over at the everything's, house? Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's a guy who's here to look at uh, some drywall uh, that needs to be repaired. We doing that right now during quarter? Yeah. Yeah. That he's, Does well, that matter? It matters? Is that well, one of the walls you punched? 
Yeah. Yeah, I've been punching walls. That's been my my new hobby during quarantine is just punching punching walls. I would. No, I had, we had a huge plumbing problem and we had to tear out all this uh, drywall so that these because oh. these, these leaky pipes and then they fixed the pipes and now we have to fix the drywall. Kind of mean. That's kind of mean for the drywall to do that to you during this time. <laughs> okay, here's another here's another question. In 2013, a Los Angeles man invented something called the stupid taller. That's with two O's for some reason. The stupid taller. <laughs> According to Guinness Records, it's the world's tallest what? A, drinking straw. B, bicycle. C, bong. A lot of bongs in this uh, this game. <laughs> stupid taller. Yeah, the stupid taller. And the two O's are in the word stupid or taller? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. Okay, it's a man. Did they say the man's name? Um, not to me. Okay. In my mind, his name is like Luke or like <laughs> Vincent. I was going to say Tom. Okay, say, wait, say it one more time. Is his name time. A, Tom, B, Stu? No, I'm no. It, so <laughs> A, drinking straw, B, bicycle, C, bong. I want to say bong. I want to say bicycle, Sydney. Damn. <laughs> you guys are going to work it out. You have you know, in the past. Marie, we've been going with what I have said for a while, so I'm going to trust you this time. It's a bicycle. You're absolutely Look at right. That! Oh my gosh. I'm so glad we're together on this. This bicycle, the stupid taller, is 20 feet tall, and he uses a ladder to get onto it, and he has to grab onto a pole to stop it and get off. But you wouldn't trust anything that had stupid with. O's in it. I mean, for a brief second, I was like, isn't that what those does Stroop waffle? But then I was like, no, it's Stroop waffle. It's yeah. not Stoop Stupid waffle. waffle. <laughs> Stupid waffle. <laughs> I love those things. All right. This is your last one. Okay. According to Life and Style magazine, which Spice Girl is the tallest? Oh. Is it A, okay. Baby Spice? Is it B, Ginger Spice? Is it C, Posh spice? Is it D, scary spice? Is it E, sporty spice? Or is it F, tall spice? Oh, tall spice. (laughs) I love long spice. Um, I want to say sporty spice or scary spice. You want to try sporty then? Well, because sporty, I feel like always had on flat sneakers. She Mm. did. Yeah, I'm going to say sporty. Well, let's do sporty. Yeah, you're right. Oh, oh my god! So, wow. but you Boom know what? Bash. None of them were super tall. I mean, Sporty Spice was five six. Mel C. Scary Spice five five, and I feel like Sporty Spice basically had the best outfits because everybody else had to be in like tight, you know, whatever. They had to be all yeah. glammed up Costume. and dressed up really. Yeah, yeah, and she was wearing sneakers, half tops, and jogging pants. She's wearing, she's wearing what we wear right now. Yeah, she's exactly. wearing right freaking now. She's wearing Ivy Park. Just she, was, she was ahead of her time. She, she was. She knew what the what the world was going to turn into. That's she's right. the Walt Disney of the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're going to go with, Marie? Yes. Oh, that was great. You guys yes. did amazing. You guys did amazing. Well done. Well done. Well done. Coming up, we'll play another game with Sydney and Marie, and I'll talk to Queer Eyes interior design expert, Bobby Burke. This is Bobby's first interview on NPR, and I totally understand why he didn't have time before, since uh, completely redesigning someone's home is a bit more involved than, say, teaching someone how to cut an avocado. I'm Ophira Eisberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. NPR. 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Walton Family Foundation, where opportunity takes root. More information is available at waltonfamilyfoundation.org. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, developing solutions to support strong families and communities to help ensure a brighter future for America's children. More information is available at aecf.org. Protests over racial injustice are spreading across the country while a pandemic continues to take its toll. The next weeks and months are leading to a consequential election this November. And every day, the NPR Politics Podcast is here to discuss how it could reshape your world. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with the hosts of the podcast, the unofficial experts, Sydney Washington and Marie Fauston. Okay, are you ready for another game? Oh, I'm ready. Of course. So, uh, hey, we have a music parody game for you. Get out of here. Yes, we do. It's called Maybe Baby. Uh, this one, you're going to compete against each other, so we're going to go back and forth. No! This is not nice. We rewrote songs with the word baby in the title to make them odes to other two-syllable things starting with the letter B. So I'm going to sing clues to those other things in the parts leading up to the chorus. Then I'm going to stop. And you, because you immediately know the answer and want to sing, are going to jump in and sing the chorus with the replacement word. Yikes. Oh, I'm going to not do well in this. Okay. If I sang sang the song Hey Baby by No Doubt, but the lyrics were changed to be about bourbon, you would sing Hey Bourbon, Hey Bourbon, Hey, when we got to the chorus. That's not nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you the artist before I uh, do the song, so that will help. Oh, because that will help. That'll help narrow it down. Yeah. And as with all of these games and all of these shows that we're doing right now during pandemic times, if you don't know the answer, we're awarding style points for anything, (laughs) for literally anything. Done with panache. That's my firstborn baby's name. Yeah, panache. 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 Is panache here? Did you feed uh, panache? I love that baby. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so here is your first one. Sydney, this is for you. Okay. This is a song by Britney Spears. Mm. My wrinkled forehead, my frown line eyes. They won't look old when they're paralyzed. One more injection to ease my mind, smooth every line. I, to be honest, I just heard the guitar. I really couldn't hear the words. Um, oh, really? Can you do it a cappella? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's spice it up a little bit. Let's do a cappella. <laughs> let's switch, well, now, let's switch it now on I'm you shy. now. Okay, all right. I'll do it a cappella. Okay. My wrinkled forehead, my frown line eyes, they won't look old when they're paralyzed. One more injection to ease my mind, smooth every line. Botox hit me one more time. Yeah, that's right. All right, Marie, here's one for you. This song is, uh, this song has been famously performed by Smokey Robinson. Ooh. Uh, but also Linda Ronstadt and Seal and a bunch of other people. Mm. I've got some eggs for breakfast on my fork. But how about some crispy strips of salt cured pork? I'm 
What was yeah, the two? What was the two-syllable word? Yeah. I'm frying bacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bacon is correct. That was ooh baby baby, except with bacon. So ooh bacon bacon. There it is. Ooh, ooh, bacon. <laughs> uh, okay. I love this game. This is fun. Oh, good. Yep. Uh, this song has been performed by Cat Stevens, The Tremolos, Yola Tango, and others. Probably most famously, Cat Stevens. I just lose all self-control When I slice and toast this bread that has a hole I've got lots and fresh cream cheese I can't wait to put a schmear on one of these When pizza's on a bagel, you, <laughs> you can, can have pizza, pizza anytime <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I, I, I appreciate the uh, Pizza on a Bagel theme song, but that was actually Here Comes My Baby, and then Here Comes My Bagel. Mm, yum. All right, Marie, this is the last clue, and it's a song by Whitney Houston. Here we go. Just call and I'll teach you. There's a path that'll reach you. I'm gonna show you four noble truths. Nirvana will change your view. Just let me enlighten you. I heard Nirvana will change you. Yeah, Nirvana, the Four Noble Truths, Enlightenment. Oh, Buddha. Oh, That's Buddha. right. I'm your Buddha tonight. I'm your Buddha tonight. Yeah, you got oh, it. Oh, I love that. Yep. Well, I now really I like it. that. But I hated it before. I love it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, glad we, I'm glad we turned it around for you. What a pleasure. Thank you so much, Marie. Thank you so much, Sydney. I had fun. Thank you for being um, the only thing that I'm doing today. Uh... <laughs> That's so honest that it hurts. Yeah. Sydney and Marie host the podcast, The Unofficial Expert. It's time to welcome our special guest. He's the interior design expert on the Emmy Award winning Netflix series, Queer Eye. It's Bobby Burke. Hello, Bobby. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. Very excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. Um, you know, I am not alone with saying this. I think all of the internet has said this. You, as the design expert, you do a lot of work on this show. Well, I mean, yes. Yes. Um, but I, I knew that going in. Like, yes. I knew that, you know, the design aspect of the show was going to take a whole lot longer than the cooking or the, the fashion or right. the hair, you know, and uh, Jonathan though, there have been, there have been haircuts like um, Jody in season three or four. She had that long hair she hadn't cut in 22 years. I think it took him like eight hours between the color and the cut. Like, so it takes him a long time too, but yes. Some, some haircuts are just, harder to do than a kitchen renovation. It's true. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? And all, honestly, they probably are. <laughs> Less you know, I know, I know how that kitchen is going to react to bleach. He doesn't always know how that hair is going to react. That's right. And right now, you know, because of uh, quarantining, we're all spending a lot more time in our space, looking at our stuff, our things. Do you, do you have a succinct design philosophy? Uh, I mean, my approach to design is, is really about how 
it will make people happy, how it will make their life function better, how it will affect their mental health. Oh, I almost hit and stop record on that as I was talking. <laughs> yeah, so when you, on the show, when you, you know, you're walking into your hero's living space and you're mm-hmm. thinking about functionality, pragmatism, and then you're do, adding that extra thing of, you know, how is it going to make them happy? That's like the, that's the hardest element, I imagine, because that's so specific. So I usually go out a few weeks before the other boys and my team and I, we find a warehouse and we fill it full of shelves and we start ordering, I mean, anything you could possibly think of. And then that week after I meet them and I learn about them and I learn about stories from their past and their families and lovers and their dream vacations and favorite shows, that's when I start finding out things that I'm really going to infuse and make it really personal for them to where when they walk into that home, they don't feel like they're walking into a home of a stranger. They feel like they're walking into their home. Right. And then I have a big box truck with shelves on the sides and I go in and I fill that box truck full of stuff that I'm like, all right, this feels like them. This feels like them. And then we park that in the front yard and that's kind of our little mobile store and we just go and start doing things. And you share a lot of your own personal story on the show. Part of that is that you've shared that you have been fired from almost every job you've ever had before owning your own business, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Were there any uh, particularly glorious firings? Yeah. I mean, I got fired from Restoration Hardware while Tom Felicia was in the store filming Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. He was the original you, right? Yeah. Big mistake. Huge. (laughs) Was it something that happened with those two situations colliding? No, no. So I was um, the, the the merchandising manager and visuals manager. So I was at the store the night before, like getting the store perfect. You know, I'm a Virgo. I nothing but perfection is acceptable. So we were the team and I were supposed to have left at like eight at night. I ended up leaving at like one in the morning. Um, we all forgot to clock out. So next day I get to the store. Um, Queer Eye is there filming, and I go down to clock in, and I realized that we hadn't clocked out, but the general manager had assumed we left at eight, like we were scheduled to, and just clocked everyone out at eight. Um, I saw that. And so with another manager standing there with me, I was like, I'm fixing everyone's time, including my own. Well, changing your own time was very much against the rules. And Ah. and so the general manager (laughs) reluctantly had to fire me. And like, it wasn't a, oh, you're fired. It was a, oh, why did you do this? Like, I, and that, the manager that was there with me come to find out like had it wanted my position and so wanted me out of there. And so she's oh. the one that went ratted me out. Candy, I remember you. Don't think <laughs> <wrong>. um, <laughs> and so, you know, she had to fire me, but it's funny. Like I've kept in contact with that general manager throughout the years. Like it wasn't a negative experience. You right. know, it was a, I get it. It's a technicality. It's like regulations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so when the press came out that I had been cast on the show, like she sent me a DM and she's like, aren't you glad I fired you? I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) I mean, it's, you are very self-sufficient. You, you leave home at 15. You move to New York when you're 22. Short time after that, you are the creative director of Portico. Uh, but in between that, you you lived in your car for two years. You had a, a lot of different jobs in retail and service. I just think, you know, not everyone lands where you are having to survive like that. What, what kept you going? I mean, just because I, you know, 
you, you see you see where I landed, but you know, there's been failure after failure after failure. There has been, you know, many times where I didn't know where I was paying my rent or where I was being able to afford my next meal. And, you know, those times it hasn't really been that long ago. Yeah. You know, I had my own businesses for years, but there's also, you know, I opened up my first store in New York, you know, November 2007, you know, and then the market crashed in 2008. And, you know, so there was always some very, there was some very hard times. Um, you know, it hasn't always been a success, but, um, you know, I think the key to it has just always been not taking, not looking at failures as the end. It, the failure is just a lesson to help you do it better the next time. Right. Uh, and you have been uh, dispensing decorating tips for people's virtual homes on the social simulation Nintendo game Animal Crossing. Yes. Yeah, you give uh, hip tips. Basically. Hip tips. <laughs> so what's a reoccurring hip tip that you're giving a lot? Um, move your furniture from the walls and put it in the middle of the room. People are like, I just don't know how to spatially put them. Like, why is everything like pushed against <laughs> the walls? I'm like, put a rug in the middle of the room. Bring your furniture into the middle of the room. That's, I think, the number one piece of advice I had to give people. Great. That's a I, great one. I will say that's uh, hard for New York City living because sometimes the room that yeah. you're in is the size Agreed. of a couch. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I believe that. I was in New York for 14 years. I, I very much get it. So we, based on that, we have a Ask Me Another challenge for you, kind of uh, about Animal Crossing. Are you ready for an <laughs> Ask Me Another challenge? Yes, please. Okay, fantastic. For our listeners who are not familiar with Animal Crossing, it's a game where you live on an island with a bunch of anthropomorphic animals that it has a heavy interior design element to it. So, And in this game, you are just going to guess the animal we're talking about based on a description of its home. Okay. <laughs> it all becomes perfectly clear right now. Okay. Here's the first one. Come take a look at Lily's pad. Her decor keeps things fresh. Fresh water, that is. The poster of Kermit on her wall really pops. Plus, she's got a great DIY recipe for catching flies, which pairs very well with turnips. Hmm. Could it be a frog? <laughs> Why, yes, it could. Yes, it is. <laughs> Since she's the world's largest bird, villager Phoebe finally broke down and paid for an expansion. Now she has room for her custom turtlenecks with extra neck. You could try holding down the B button to race her, but I doubt you'll beat the fastest bipedal species on Earth. She's the biggest bird and the fastest? World's largest bird, fastest bipedal species species on earth so yeah the, a flightless a flightless flightless bird. flightless bird yes oh is it an ostrich yeah that's right exactly. yeah 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 <laughs> exactly i, I know. like were you ostrich were you is... did, did you have in your head you were like wait a minute i know what the fastest bird is and i know what the largest bird is and they're not <laughs> the is same the is that what's happening in your head uh, a flightless bird is a weird, creepy thing. I will just say that. If it, it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, but it's fast and big, it's an ostrich. <laughs> that's that's what they say. That old expression. <laughs> All right. Here's a, let's see if you get this one. I've, I have a good feeling you'll get this one. Ava finally grew up and flew the coop. Sorry, co-op apartment that she shared with 15 foul roommates who were really rustling her feathers. Now she has plenty of space to hide her eggs for the bunny day egg hunt. It's her first one, so she'll have to wing it. 
Is it an Easter bunny? <laughs> No. <laughs> a chicken. A chicken. <laughs> and, you know, we've been saving up as many chicken puns as we have uh, for 10 years or so. So we were able to put them all into that one question. We have a we have the, the big, uh, the encyclopedia of chicken puns on our desk. That, 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 was like a, that was like a Vegas hotel and casino. Like the designer, the designer had all these great ideas that they've come up with over the years. And they go to the developer and they're like, hey, we have all these great ideas. Which ones would you like to do? And the developer's like, yes. And they're like, wait, wait, no. But which one? And he's like, yes, all of them. Let's do all of them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, this is your last clue. In the four to six hours that he's awake, Ozzy is constantly crafting furniture at his outdoor workbench. In those other 20-ish hours, this marsupial is either crossbreeding flowers or zoning out while chomping on eucalyptus leaves. Koala. That is correct. Do koala. Know, do you guys do you guys know why they sleep so much? Why? Because there's actually cyanide in eucalyptus. It oh. puts them to sleep. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, we we learned that when we were filming in Australia. There's actually cyanide in eucalyptus that and that's their main diet and it just knocks them out. I do the same thing, but with whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you did you did amazing. Of course you did amazing. Thank you so much. The new season of Queer Eye is out right now. Thank you so much for joining us, Bobby. Thank you, guys. Such a pleasure. Such a fan of the show. <laughs> Thank you. Season 5 of Queer Eye is available now on Netflix. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolt to Cannon. Our puzzles were written by our staff and senior writer Karen Lurie with additional material by Ashley Brooke Roberts and Kara Weinberger. Ask Me Another's produced by Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Nancy Seichow, James Barber, and Ramel Wood. And this week, we have to say goodbye to our amazing intern, Nick Garrison. Raining rocks. We are so happy Nick was here to help us with so much, including helping us figure out how to turn a live event trivia show into something we could take from home. And Nick always brought an amazing attitude, took on everything we threw at him, and even wrote some of the games you've heard over the past few months. So Nick, thank you so much for everything. We're going to miss you. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. Our bosses' bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, happy to hear you're still listening. And since you're still here, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review? We love to hear from you, and it helps others find out about our show. For additional information about new episodes, upcoming live shows, road shows, and bonus games, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks. Hey, listeners, it's Ophira Eisenberg here. Next week, we'll be back with a brand new episode of Ask Me Another. So get ready for more of the comedy, trivia, and word games you love. So join me next week on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions. 